calling shuttle pod three. You're cleared for departure. Safe travels. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shuttle Scuttle. We are currently on assignment with the USS Crazy Horse to explore an unusual set of solar anomalies in the Felsa sector, and our shuttle has been sent out to gather readings from the third planet in the Sparkina system. I'm joined today by our community manager and the mega mind behind Shuttle Scuttle, the esteemed James Amy. How's it going, James? Hi there. Yeah, really good, thank you. How are you doing? All good, thank you very much. Also, I am joined by the wonderful Robbie, one of the OG Ship Talking founding fathers. How's it going, Robbie? Oh, I'm doing very well. Doing really good. I mean, now, I don't know about this whole OG thing. I mean, I prefer, you know, like something a little bit less old sounding. But yeah, this sounds good. Yeah, good. I'm doing great. Happy to see you guys. The, the grand counselor of ship talking. Okay, something nice and contemporary. I like that. Or yeah. rear admiral. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Um, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just go with uh, OG. I like it. Okay. It's an official Starfleet title. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Well, fellas, today is a very special day as we're going to be discussing the throne of Starfleet Admiralty, the crown of the great experiment, the geranium plinth upon which all lay their dreams, the Excelsior mm. class itself. I have no bias whatsoever in this topic. What do you guys think of the glorious Excelsior class? James, start us off. Well, I mean, it's hard to argue with her, really. The art deco sort of styling, the minimal flashy lights. She's simple, mm-hmm. she's effective, she's beautiful. She soars across the screen and she occasionally gets some like weird bits attached to her bottom <laughs> hull and then she's even more suitable for crash landings in water. Yes, fantastic that the chin work that's rather controversial, I believe. Well, you know, I, I've always loved this ship. I think ever since I heard the fabled stories of when King Arthur pulled it out of the stone and, you know, like <laughs> 12 ensigns went looking for it. I think it was a great, uh, it was just such a beautiful story. Um, but, you know, besides that, I think that it was a really great concept and it talked about, you know, another forward thinking way with technology within Star Trek. It was a great ship with the transport. It's rare that you get to see like the sort of incremental increases. So, you know, you see them screwing around with, with technology here and there, but it's rare that you see like, what well, I can think of discussions Discovery, you know, that's a propulsive test bed. Um, and you can think of the NX2000 Excelsiors, you know, the great experiment test bed, but it's like rare that you just see people out there doing a bit of research on how to go a bit faster. So it was quite nice to see that and see like a, a new generation, maybe not the next generation, but like a possible new generation of tech coming into the fray. Absolutely. And it's a good thing that the great experiment didn't come off quite as well as they had hoped because it means that everyone on the crew of the USS Excelsior didn't turn into Salamander which is always a plus. That's a very good point. That's true. I mean, that would be an interesting rendezvous above the Genesis planet. You know, Kirk warps in on the Enterprise. There's the Klingon bird of prey there. Then the Excelsior comes in and they hail it. And it's just a bunch of salamanders on chairs. Exactly. When when do the lizard babies arrive? They arrive on Tuesday. Um, (laughs) All thanks to the Excelsior. I love it. Um, In terms of of visuals, I just like how chunky the damn thing is. As a, a wise sage once said, she's built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. (laughs) 
<laughs> I recognize that quote. And uh, I think what I love most about the Excelsior is that it really flipped the design language of the Enterprise on its head. The mm. number one complaints about the Constitution class for decades at the point of Star Trek Three coming out were, oh my god, it has these really, really obvious weak points. Spindly, spindly neck spindly spindly pylons then the excelsior comes along and it's just like <laughs> hey i am dummy thick and you're gonna like it <laughs> and you're gonna like it. it's true who's it saying that to you like the klingons or just everybody it's just marching down the catwalk everybody it's starfleet saying we're dummy thick deal with it <laughs> i i just feel like from a crew perspective, it would just be even better to live on. You know, it might be easier to walk mm. and take transport around. I feel like just everything about it seems to be more functional. Um, I, you know, I, I'd love to have one of our resident astrophysicists talk about that kind of, you know, would that shape, since it seems more solid, be more mm. space sound, you know? I guess it's just like, crucially, the most important engineering places in Star Trek tend to be like in the lower hull and in the neck, you know, around the deflector dish. And once you get out of the sort of cruise section, and it just seems, it seems appropriate that, that those are the sort of areas that they completely chunked up and made super <laughs> machine-like for the, mm, for the yep. Excelsior. I really also love the kind of exposed greebles on the bottom of the hull facing afterwards that are kind of lit up and everything like that. It's just a really nice touch that really drives home that this is a ship with a lot of functioning technology that we don't really understand. And it's also a bit of a test bed, you know, they're not covering that up. It's true, I like it. It's like uh, after the Constitution class, they just, Starfleet decided to just put a lot less budget into outer hull and cladding and making things look nice. And they just went, you know what? We're gonna have a big chunky bazooka of a ship that's gonna slowly plod through space carrying important people. And if bits are sticking out, that's fine. Cause the thing is a thousand miles long. No, no one can shoot all of the greebles off so we'll still have a functioning ship by the end of the fight <laughs> it, it really kind of does look like a tugboat though it you know in a way it does kind of mm. have like uh i get you this is a sturdy box not boxy but just a sturdy ship so yeah and you know it's got to be really comfortable as well there's a reason that almost a century after its launch it's still being used to ferry around admirals and admirals are high-ranking people they could demand a sovereign class if they wanted but they're choosing the excelsior so it's got to be real lush in there, you know, shag carpets, whole whole nine yards. <laughs> it's bar. It probably has an amazing bar. I mean, we're talking Ooh, real yeah. Romulan ale, top quality gin. I mean, they don't mess around. I'm imagining that they have a full on like brewery section in the ship. So by the time <laughs> of the 2360s, they have 80 year old brewed on ship whiskies that they serve at the bar. Oh my word. So you're telling me that if we got a uh, Miranda class and an Excelsior class next to each other, we could put on a full on luncheon with the cheese and the whiskey and the wines. and. The or maybe they were actually doing their own brewery, gin brewing or microbrewing in the <laughs> ship and it blew the original saucer <laughs> off because, you know, that's actually very combustible. I've heard from a friend. And so, you know, I'm wondering, that could be it. That the, Maybe like it's just the design is because because, I don't know, something else happened. We might have to have Brandon look into that. You're telling me that the Excelsior's primary design inspiration is a keg. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. I, I don't know. But like after James said about the Admirals, I feel like that shit probably has a lot of gin. Mm. <laughs> 
maybe that's the reason that no one wants to move on from it is because you know once you're on an excelsior they've never upgraded the interior outfitting so there's just so many liquor cabinets and things left over <laughs> from a slightly more decadent and tosy kind of time where you could get away with a bit more i doubt they have as many liquor cabinets on a galaxy class it's it's the original booze cruise the the <laughs> you know the excelsior i could see it putting the great into great experiment <laughs> very much so well lads i hear many aggressive beeps and or boops coming from the console and it would seem we've got an ion storm coming in you two ready for a bumpy ride oh put your seatbelts. oh 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 <laughs> couldn't afford those guess guess we have the budget cuts to afford the new whiskey on the crazy horse may the whiskey guide us home oh i love it well our dear listeners you know where we're at on twitter and if you want to contact us to praise or to complain you've got all the appropriate links on our website Live long and prosper, everyone. Live long and prosper. Have a nice day. Bye.